D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips. Darren, how long have you been at iHeart now? It's been a couple months, right? Uh, Jordan, good to chat with you. Good Hello. to see you as always. I love that you're wearing a Chelsea Football Club shirt Thank here. You. Thank you, of course. Always nice to get in costume here for the podcast. I think we started in August, very late August. September was our first full month at iHeartMedia in okay. San Diego. So like August, September, October, November, December, January. It's been like six months. It's been six Hard months. Hard to uh, I mean, I can go on vacation. There's a rule here that you can't take vacation until you're six months into your employment status. So... Thank you for pointing that out. I will be vacationing shortly. There you go. Well, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sherry at the front desk, who I believe is convinced that I'm actually an employee here. Right. She thinks I work here. And so the joke that we have every single time that we see each other is, they haven't given you a key yet, huh? She thinks I, I they haven't given me a key here. Like, I'm an employee, but they refuse to actually give me a key to get into the building, to actually get into the place that I work. And so our ongoing joke for six months now, Darren is that I, I'm being refused a key, which maybe it's true. I don't know. I just kind of walk by. Yeah, I feel like there's some uh, Should office... I be signing in as a guest? Am I breaking rules by just showing up? I don't know. Do you really want to talk about it? I mean, <laughs> I feel like like there's some sort of office space type situation here where the one dude who gets released and he just keeps showing back up to work all the time, right? Yeah. The movie Office Space. There so is a red stapler in front maybe, of me. Maybe there is something here for you. I don't know. Are you getting a check every month? No, no, no. Oh, no. you're not? No, I said okay. no to that. Um, so a lot to get to on today's podcast. I'm excited about today's podcast because for the first time we actually are able to discuss something that happened on the pitch, on the field. We can talk about San Diego Loyal a variety of ways. Also, the U.S. men's national team played a match in Southern California not too long ago. We'll get into that. Shout out to those who made the trip up to Carson. Shout out. I also, can I just start, because it's the first time I was traveling last week, went to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Don't know that you did or didn't watch it. Doesn't really matter here on a podcast about soccer. But can I just say one thing, because this is the first time that Jordan and I have podcast since we missed last week, since the death of Kobe Bryant. Now, not to get off on a really sad start, but I, I just I felt like last week something that I really wanted to say, and I didn't say it so much on radio as I was saving it for the podcast, was incredibly sad as a dad, incredibly sad. Jordan's a Laker fan. I'm a basketball fan, so I can appreciate Kobe. One of my favorite athletes, but I and you know, people who listen to this podcast will understand and appreciate that Kobe Bryant was a huge advocate for this sport, way more so than anybody else you can think of in any of the other major professional sports in the United States, meaning strictly NFL, MLB, or NBA. From time to time, you'll see somebody wearing a Neymar shirt or a Messi shirt. You might see some clips from different athletes who, in their off seasons, will go, will travel, will go to Europe. Maybe there's a Nike partnership or what have you, but you're like Kobe Bryant, like he, what he did for this sport. I don't, I don't think it should just go unsaid that he, 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 you know, he defended it and like he, I don't know that he made it cool, but certainly you wouldn't dare knock soccer in front of Kobe Bryant because you knew how passionate he was about AC Milan or about FC Barcelona. I know Landon Donovan has told a story here recently about the times that he would go and spend with the Galaxy. So um, he's been to a, a World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So like, I really feel like like we uh, as soccer fans, and, and we all understand, everybody who's listening to this understands like what what it's like being a soccer fan in this country. Like he was one of us. He was great. He was he was he was one of us. He was he's was, he's 
spoke about it, spoke intelligently about it, talked about he was good at it. Like you could see him juggling from time to time. I really, I, I felt that on many different levels, but certainly as a soccer fan, just appreciating everything Kobe Bryant did for our sport. Yeah, I think it's a good way to say it. You would never make fun of soccer in front of Kobe Bryant, right? Because Kobe wasn't one of those athletes, and it's one of the things that a lot of people appreciated about him is that he wasn't just trapped in like a single sport bubble or he wasn't just someone who was really good at one thing and that was the only focus that he had. He has clearly impacted so many people and not just basketball, not just sports, in movies, in music, in so many, so many aspects of life. He was impactful for a lot of people, including the soccer world. So I think of Italian soccer. I think of Barcelona, too, when I think of Kobe Bryant. But it's amazing. You, you see how much he actually traveled. It seems like every whoever your club is, my guess is they probably tweeted a picture of Kobe Bryant of him wearing your jersey this right. week, you know, because he he went to all these like a lot of matches and he was visiting. He did a lot of things a lot of other athletes in the U.S. don't do. And so that's one of the many things people appreciated about Kobe. Uh, but you're right. That. You would never make fun of soccer in front of Kobe. No, I mean, he just he was really super into it. Right. Like and, and you know, he would he he would be able to speak so so uh, so perfectly in Italian. I mean, I don't know that it was perfect or not. But, you know, when he would the, the AC Milan released this clip of him talking about how he's got a scarf up in his house and who his favorite players were and I go you know as a Barca fan I'm following FC Barcelona on Twitter and they show the picture of him and and Andres Iniesta where they had the jersey swap right where you can see Kobe wearing the Blaugrana and you can see Andres Iniesta holding up the the Lakers shirt so like there was just you know he was he's like one of us in that and you know I, I always appreciate that about Kobe Bryant because, uh, yeah, I don't know that he made it cool, but he certainly he gave it credibility. He gave the sport credibility in places where you might not. And also, I think NBA guys and soccer guys, they understand like a little bit globally what it means to be part of a global community. Mm-hmm. Not everybody really gets that. Not everybody really cares about that. But like he understood that. You know, he would like you'd see Neymar given the 2 4, the moment of silence at AC Milan, the moment of silence before the Madrid Derby this past weekend. So, you know, having that kind of global impact is something we often think is is just reserved for soccer players. But no, like the NBA guys are part of that as well. And there was nobody bigger globally from the U.S. than Kobe Bryant. No, yeah. period. And it's not that uncommon now to find like NFL, star NFL players, star NBA players, other star athletes and whatever the sport may be taking pictures at soccer stadiums. It doesn't surprise you when you see that photo. But Kobe was he was one of the few athletes actually doing it when he, he grew was up doing it. it. Exactly. You know, he grew up from like eight and, and, you know, for seven years of his life living in uh, an Italian town following AC Milan. Didn't expect to start with Kobe. I want to talk about SD Loyal, Darren. Well, only because it was our first time. I, I think, yeah, we'd be remiss as a soccer podcast in, in no, you're acknowledging right. like how much he loved the sport and how much he, and how well he spoke of it. So anyway, let's go on to the fun stuff. Okay, so uh, San Diego Loyal. They uh, they played a match. We can get into SD Loyal. There's a lot of different ways to go. Did you see this tweet this week, Darren, from Bobby J at Coach Bobby J on Twitter uh, with USD Football? He tweets out a picture of the jumbotron, the video board at Torero Stadium. Uh, he puts out excited for some jumbo changes coming to Torero Stadium. Bigger board? What? What? I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's uh, good news. I, I did not know that that was part of the package. You figured there would be something in it for USD, either from USL itself. Or from SD Loyal that they would be doing something to upgrade the facilities at the University of San Diego at Torero Stadium. So I didn't know that it was a jumbotron, though. I thought, yeah, maybe better seating, something along those lines. Put in a couple of extra stands, put in some concession stands, maybe better lighting or whatever. Yeah, it comes with the territory. So I was glad to see that. I don't know who exactly is footing the bill on it. Yeah, who's, who's paying for that? 
I don't know. I don't know, but I'm happy to see it. Yeah. So that's good news. Not that I would have complained if it were, I mean, believe me, we've been going to Estadio Caliente forever, and they're still using that little <laughs> tiny video board, which we know they're going to upgrade at some point because the place looks amazing. But yeah, we've been, we're used to that. So I would have rolled for a couple of years with a smaller video board, but I'm glad to see that before they get set for their March 7th debut. Yeah, definitely notable that that tweet comes out. So it looks like a little bit of changes coming to Torero Stadium. Obviously, that's where San Diego Loyal will be playing. So that's important. Uh, over the weekend, Darren, San Diego Loyal, this was Super Bowl day. This was the day the Chiefs and the 49ers played each other. And in San Diego, you know what it was? San Diego Loyal won. FC Dallas nil. Overall, I think the biggest takeaway for me on Sunday was I think the club must be very, very happy kind of just across the board for a lot of things because a bunch of people showed up. It wasn't open to the public. It was open to season ticket holders and they showed up in masses. So that was really good. Media members were invited. Media show up. A lot of coverage coming from Sunday. I think they should be very happy with what happened Sunday with the turnout and then obviously what actually happened on the field. Yeah, I was bummed I got I couldn't make it to this. I was flying home from Miami. I didn't land till about twelve forty five or so. And you know, by the time you're gathering luggage and flying across the country, you know, to go down to Chula Vista, I just I didn't think it was it was gonna be possible. So it, it wasn't happening for me. But I saw our friend Nate Abarea there. I'm sure he would have some thoughts. But what was interesting is I did go out and meet with some friends for Super Bowl Sunday to go out and watch the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Niners. And I was there, and I was wearing uh, an SD Loyal t-shirt. And there were two other people at, at the place where I was watching the game. It's a place just off the 5 Freeway in San Diego called the Regal Beagle. Uh, I was one of three people wearing SD Loyal shirts or gear. One was wearing a hat, one was wearing a t-shirt, and I was wearing my shirt. So I was one of three people who was wearing SD Loyal shirts, Super Bowl Sunday at the Regal Beagle in San Diego. One of the dudes, a hat, I believe his name was Sean, he came up and he's like, oh, did you go to the match today? I said, no. I mean, for like the second quarter of the Super Bowl, I'm sitting around talking SD Loyal soccer, which I thought was great. Yeah. And he's like, did you go to the match today? I was like, nah, I didn't. I was just flying home from Miami. And he said, yeah, I went down, you know, I went down with my kid, and, you know, son or daughter, I don't remember which. And I was like, oh, well, what'd you think? He's like, well, they, they're fast. He's like, they were just definitely trying to play fast. You could tell he knew a thing or two about soccer. I don't think he knew who I was. Not that, you know, that's an uncommon occurrence. I know who you are. But... He's just, you know, because he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Sean. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing, Darren? He's like, oh, Darren, hey, nice to meet you. And, and he's like, yeah, like it was fast and, and, you know, it should be fun. And he was talking about, you know, like, you know, bringing kids and, and watching. But he, that was the word he used. He said they wanted to play quick. You can definitely tell that they wanted to play quick. Todd Leonard in the Union Tribune mm-hmm. thought it looked like a 3-5-2. 3-5-2. Which, okay. Uh, I mean, that would certainly uh, signal to me that you're trying to. You know, trying to play on the front foot, which I think is great, which is something Landon has talked about and what he wants his club to look like, especially at home. He knows they've got to make a good impression. They want to be fun. They want to be exciting. So, you know, maybe their fullbacks are coming up and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the first impression for some people. And at least in the, the one person I spoke to, he said it was pretty good. Have you heard anything different? Like the, the most common thing I hear describing what the club will look like this year on the field is it's going to be fun no matter what it is. Like it's going to it's going to be an entertaining style of play. It's not going to be a park the bus, which I'm listen, this is a Chelsea fan here. We parked the bus on our way to several trophies. I'm okay with parking a bus from time to time. But everyone is saying the same thing I feel like with this club. It's going to be an entertaining club. Yeah, well, Landon laid it out on radio. He said, we're going to be going for three points on the road, uh, at at home, every time. Every home match is going to be us gunning for three points and tweaking our style to, to be entertaining. 
He said away, you know, when you're at Phoenix, you know, which is the most high-powered offensive club in the USL championship, or when you're at Real Monarchs, he's like, you know, you you might be playing for a result there. Yeah. You know, like like he he definitely indicated that he might do things differently home and away, which I, I don't think he's the only manager in in soccer who ever felt that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is clear to them. One of their goals is you know to to be aggressive and try to pick up the three points at home, being entertaining, being offensive minded trying to score a bunch of goals. I know they're working very hard to get to March 7th against Las Vegas and get just get to the opener. I know and there's still a lot of things to do for the club and for everyone around it. But I, I hope there was at least a moment on Sunday for guys like Landon Donovan and other people around the club to kind of just breathe a little bit and, and think about all the work that has gone in because in that UT story, Darren, it says, I mean, Landon started this process like scouting like 700 people he's scouted so far now. Like he, He's been looking at film and he's been traveling and for what they're able to do in a short period of time because the, obviously the question of 2021 or 2020, I hope there was a moment at least on Sunday where you think about all the work that has gone in and the amount of film and the amount of scouting time you have put in, whether in person or just watching on a computer or on your phone, to kind of say, all right, well, we have it at least down to this, and this isn't even the final product. The roster will continue to get trimmed and tweaked, and we know 12, I believe, or what's the, I don't even know the total number that's actually officially on the roster. And we saw a lot more players that are even officially on the roster on Sunday. But I hope there was at least that moment, because there's been a lot to go in just to get to that, just to cut down a roster to what we saw over the weekend against an MLS side. So, And I love this detail also from the Union Tribune. Uh, players from Jamaica, uh, Grenada, or Granada, Granada in Spain. I don't remember if it's Grenada. What anyway? England, Cameroon, Nigeria, Ghana, Sierra Leone, Panama, Montenegro, Mauritius. I mean, like like that's pretty internet. You know, Patrick Henry High School. So like you've got a pretty <laughs> eclectic uh, melting pot of players here, which is certainly one of the things I love about the sport. I can't speak for everybody and why it is that they tune in and watch soccer or become attached to a football club but like I, I do love that I mean I love that that this is the international game and certainly they are building a roster here that seems to be based on the premise that you know this is this is the international sport and it's being built uh, accordingly yeah it was written 60% of the roster were free agents in the league so you have an international definitely an international roster you just listed off a bunch of countries and those were countries represented just on Sunday who knows what the final roster will look like but I mean, the club has scouted more than 700 people, the 60% of the roster are free agents. And I'm sure, like, having Landon Donovan in San Diego, you're a free agent in this league. It, it can't be that difficult of a sell, right? Like, that that shouldn't be too tough of a sell if you're a free agent. Now, if you're already committed somewhere, I get it. But if you're looking to sign somewhere in this league and you see LD in SD, like, that's probably where you're signing, I would right. imagine. Right, and it goes back to that clip, right, from Landon's first team meeting where he's like, you guys better appreciate being here because there are people who cut off their fingers to be in San Diego playing for SD Loyal. He was now, quoted I don't know about again. That, but... He was quoted again in the UT saying that. So he talks about the four key tenets that they have, right? Competition, respect, gratitude, and compassion. That's what LD brings up a lot. When he was talking about gratitude, he said, you got to be grateful that you're here because there's a lot of people that would cut off their finger to be here. What if what if everyone at this club, Darren, just ran around with a missing finger? What if that was like actually the entry to play for this club or well, to work for the club? You had to cut off a finger to th- do it. Those are the guys who really want to be here. Those are the people they that want to be here. What if there's a whole section in the stands with people with only nine fingers? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think the best news for us Sunday 
um, from Sunday, Darren, is the news that we have a goalie. We had a question about that on this podcast not too long ago. Will Landon Donovan have a goalie on his roster? And the answer is yes, he will. If I go back to a Jeff Reuter story that we read in The Athletic, it's one of the hardest positions to go ahead and find, right? Like Tim Howard is probably figuring this out with his USL club because you can, there are 30, however, what are there? We're approaching 30 MLS clubs, clubs all over the world. Like, you know, it's not like there's abundance of these players or players who are crossover players. Like, well, you can be a midfielder, you can be a right back, you can do a lot of different things. Maybe we'll play you up. Yeah, you can. You have you need keepers, and not only do you need one, but you need two of them. <laughs> you know? So like, it must be one of the hardest positions because even backup keepers, you know, there's only one, there's two per roster, maybe three in some situations. But like, how hard is it to go out and find a quality keeper? I don't know much about the guy that they signed, but we jokingly said they don't even have a keeper. Now they have a keeper, but man, this must be one of the more difficult positions to go ahead yeah. and find in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world, man, because. Yeah, you know, again, it's it's just it's very limited. And the Jeff Reuter piece from the Athletic, he joined us a couple of podcasts ago, explained like why it's so hard to get a quality keeper at the USL level. Yeah, and so the goalie Amal Knight from St. Andrew, Jamaica. So Knight will be in net in San Diego. Knight and net. Knight and net. Looking forward to that. And I mean, come on, clean sheet on Sunday. Will SD Loyal even allow a goal this season? That's the question I have this week. I think week. it's very fair. I think it's, I mean, it's a pretty good defense we saw on Sunday. Clean sheet. I mean, you think the whole Machado Tatis defensive combo is great. SD Loyal defense. That's something to watch here in San Diego. Okay. You yeah. too. I like it too from a Sal Zizo who says, you know, we were pretty much on par with any MLS training session that I've ever had. Yeah, I saw that quote. That quote made me uh, feel pretty good. I like that. I like that. And it looked like the turnout was great, which is nice, because you don't know what really to expect on a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, It wasn't a lot of time to prepare for it. And a lot of people show up, season ticket holders, obviously media members, and the locals show up. And there is one thing I do want to promote with the locals, because they did show up and they have their uh, Scarves Soiree coming up this Friday. It's going to be February 7th. You can, for the first time, if you're a member with the locals, the supporters group with SD Loyal, you can uh, pick up your 2020 member scarves for the first time this Friday. They have all their information on their Twitter, on their website. I know you can find it, but they're going to be at home and away on Friday, uh, 6 to 9 p.m. And there's a couple options for scarves. If you're not... Home and away uh, is the North Park, right? I believe so. I don't know that for sure. I don't know why I said yes to that. I'll rely on your North Park knowledge. Okay, you continue. Let me Google this. Okay, you Google it. But 6 to 9 p.m. And for those who aren't officially signed up as the locals, part of the locals, part of the supporters group, uh, you could still show up. You could check out the scarves. I think the scarves will still be on sale. So you can at least, uh, if you're looking for more information, that is probably a really good opportunity for you to go out, hang out with the people that are actually involved. And, hey, maybe you'll find some insight. You'll see what the scarves look like. Who knows? Maybe you'll find out. Uh, some future plans when it comes to trips or TIFOs or anything. I think it's a good time to, or a good opportunity to get out, even if you aren't a member. What's up? What'd you uh, find? I've got Home and Away in Encinitas and Old Town. Oh, okay. They're going with the Old Town one because it's 2222 San Diego Avenue. That's Old Town. How about that? How about that? So you can pick up your scarves. So those who are I just saved the everybody the, the Google right there. Got your back. There's a lot of announcements with the club. And I feel like we 
We've yeah, been what's going on with you? You got like a mess, a sheaf of paper in front of uh, you. Well, there's all of a sudden you have like a season that starts in a month and all these announcements start just flooding <laughs> out of my printer. Well, let's get to another announcement what then else that came out. The, the kit reveal. Okay, Jordan, let's do that will be one, on then. February 13th. I mean, that's like the most important one here because that's when you find out like what the actual shirt's going to look like, how the crest looks with whatever the colors are going to be. The you sponsor? get to see the shirt sponsor. You get to find out like what is it a local company? Is it a national company? Like who who is there? Who will be the shirt sponsor for SD Loyal? Is it going to be Chevrolet? Could be. Maybe they're sick and tired of wasting all that money on Man United. What's Barca's kit sponsor? Uh, the Rak- Rakuten? Well, maybe that's who the kit sponsor is yeah, going to be. Yeah. Chelsea just announced a new kit sponsor. Three, which apparently is a cell phone company in England. And so there's going to be a big number three on Chelsea's kit. I like it. No, I don't. Well, I mean, it's going to be fun when we win. It's, when we lose, the joke's going to be like, oh, you didn't get three points. Or it's sort of like, hey, that's that's you know, what your goal is, trying to finish in the Premier League. <laughs> Third place? Hey, <laughs> you back off. Oh, tell me I'm wrong. Hey, Man City. No and, lies detected in that one. Man City in shambles, everybody. Oh, okay. Second place is up for grabs. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get back to San Diego Loyal. And there. So the kit reveal, uh, kit reveal party, February 13th. That's like all the details I have. That's all I know. Yeah. I know there's going to be a kit. I know there's a date. I can't even... Oh, I can give you a time. 7 to 9 p.m. I can't even nine. tell you where. Okay. What do you I, know about this? I know nothing about it. <laughs> I know it's from 7 to 9 o'clock. Yeah, okay. that's, all I can, that's all I can share with you right now. Hmm. That's that's what I got. 7 yeah. to 9 o'clock, February 13th. So. Have we been invited to this party? We're all invited to the party, right? I think we've been invited. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast but you can't needs make it. to be at the party. You can't make it. Yeah, have a broadcast that night. What can you do? I don't know. Um, so also one other thing, you good on the, any other, no, let's talk about the kit a little bit more. What do you want to see in that kit reveal? I'm excited to see the, uh, the white kit more than any other one for some reason. I think the white with the colors of the SD loyal, that's going to look really, really good. How many are we looking at? How many? Oh, I don't, I don't know. So we're going to get a whole variety. We're going to get an alternate and we're going to get a keeper. Yeah. So you would imagine you'd see at least four. But I think one of the selling points of the colors that were used with San Diego Loyal is the fact that you can use so many different variations. Like, you can have a Tory green one. You can have a, I don't know what the colors will be, but orange, red, you know, whatever fancy color you want to call it. But you can have, I mean, they wore orange on Sunday, Darren. So who knows? All I know is I trust Adidas to get it done, to to get the job done We know Adidas will be there. I don't think it's going to be Chevrolet, but I guess I could be wrong with that hmm. for who the kit sponsor will be. What if the kit sponsor, I'm just saying, is a very popular local soccer podcast? The unnamed soccer podcast? Do we finally get a name and just kind of debut ourselves with our San Diego club? What do people think? Will, will the unnamed soccer podcast logo appear anywhere on SD Loyal's kit? If so, where should it appear? Hmm. Because you could get creative with that. Now, ideally, I think like right where the kit sponsor goes, it makes a lot right, of right sense. smack dab, center mass. Well, if we're the main kit sponsor, but let's say maybe we're like a smaller kit sponsor. Maybe we're not the main one. Maybe we're I'm not okay Chevrolet, guys. Maybe we're on the socks. Maybe we're on the socks. Just saying. Seems like there's opportunity. The more and more I look at some of these I mean, soccer shirts around the world, I'm it's, like, yeah, it's not just one kit sponsor anymore. Like, there's the main sponsor, but there's, there are other areas on the shirts, shorts, socks. I, I feel you like can, you the can find soccer some space. might go with the socks. I mean, there's a clear item of clothing that makes sense for our podcast to sponsor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? No. Think about it. The jock strap? The underpants! <laughs> we should sponsor the underpants. Yes, the sliding shorts. That's the, exactly what we're going to be. The unnamed underpants.
Yeah, maybe the Unnamed Soccer hey, Podcast the Unnamed will be Soccer the sponsor. Podcast is the official underpants sponsor of SD Loyal. Can we make that happen? Listen, we don't make <laughs> underwear. Like, we're not going to supply that. But if you uh, want to throw our logo on the underwear, feel free. Um, I, I don't. I I kind of like that. I mean, I think that there's something there. Which part? The underwear part or the yeah, sock part? As long as as long as uh, Gary Lineker doesn't end up in a SD Loyal <laughs> uni, then I think we're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. You know that story that he once uh, famously soiled his shorts. He pulled a Hank Bauer. I believe he was playing for Spurs at the time. Hmm. Yeah. Did you see who showed up at the offices for San Diego uh, Loyal? Of course. I mean, come on, NBC Sports represent. Uh, Robbie lives, Earl. Robbie Earl, who lives in California. We've had him on the podcast. He travels. Crazy travel schedule for these NBC people, man. It is crazy that they come from Sacramento and they come from Los Angeles and Orange County to go and do this NBC show every weekend in Connecticut. Yeah, it's like this hub for them. They all come in across the country, do a show, and then they bounce. We we did have him on the podcast years ago. I'm glad you remember that. I was looking at our guest list, because by the way, Darren, this is our five-year anniversary. Happy hey, an- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. I was looking just kind of at our guests we've had, and seeing Robbie Earl in the offices reminded me, like, we've had Robbie on, we've had Arlo White on, we've had Rebecca... JPW, Joe Prince Wright, the homie. Obviously, Landon Donovan's been on. We've Eric had a lot Winalda. of cool, We've had a lot of cool guests over five years. Rob Stone. Stone's been on several times. Our regulars, Nate, Eric Gomez. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. had players from the Galaxy, LAFC representation on the pod several mm-hmm. times. A lot of good Alejandro stuff. Alejandro Guido. Yeah. Very good. Club Tijuana and LAFC. Max Bretos. Five years. A lot of good guests. Mm. I think that's all the announcements we have. Did we run out of time? I hope we did. I hope we ran out of time so we don't have to talk about the U.S. men's national team. But I do have a few notes on them if you want to, if you're interested. I saw a couple people show Was up. Was anybody interested? I mean, we were not officially. They announced a crowd of 6,000, somewhere in that range. It looked anything but. I think they announced nine. They're just like so off the radar. They, I mean, it's something we've said. It's something that Jurgen Klinsmann said. And there's a lot of truth. Of, like It's just, it's sad. And it's just, it's in a sad state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they won one nil against Costa Rica. Yeah, Olympic I mean, qualifying, qualifying is is you know next World month. Cup qualifying is oh, coming World up in, at the end sorry. of the year. I mean, we're not that far away from this. Olympic qualifying is next month. We got to yeah. get our shit together, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get it together, would we? But we won one nil Costa Rica in front of a couple people. I got nothing on this. Yeah, so, no, I don't I mean, have anything. I, I, I saw that people. Uh, I cannot I saw, contribute to this conversation. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I I sort of feel like if you're you know if, if we're gonna have a bigger conversation, which we're not now, but I feel like it's an evergreen topic that we can bring up. You know where you know how you become a soccer country. I think to me is is less tied into your national team than it is to your support of a local club. Now that's just my opinion here, and and you know I'm certainly game, and and I'm definitely going to support my local club, but I, I feel like that's a better way to you know spread the gospel of of soccer in this country than it is to support a national team. That's just me. I've always felt that way. You and I have had this conversation in the past about club soccer versus international soccer. Mm-hmm. I much prefer the club level soccer. I do. I prefer. Why you talk so much about Barca and La Liga and Champions League? I just prefer it at the club level than I do to the national team. Now, the U.S. goes on a run and wins the World Cup in 2028. Dude, I'm going to be at the head of that parade. Like, don't mistake what I'm saying here. I like them both, but I do like club soccer a lot more. And uh, frankly, I think it's I think it's a better path for us to become a better soccer country to support local clubs, whether that's at the MLS level or at the USL Championship level or at uh, the 1904 level as well. Yeah, and regardless of what your approach is to it, 
looking at what happened in Carson with the amount of people that showed up. And again, kudos to those who showed up. But I mean, that is not the that's not the answer there. That's it's just it was it was just ter- it was a terrible look. This Even in it, a win, this ain't it, Chief. Just I mean, a, I mean, in a win, there was like a. I mean, you had some nice moments from some young players that maybe there's some hope there. Maybe not. I don't know. But whatever was going on over the weekend, even in a win, when you think, okay, well, that's that should be at least decent. It, I mean, it was just it was almost embarrassing, is what yep. it was. So that's that. It was, and it was a complete afterthought. And I've flown home from Super Bowls to go watch the U.S. men's national team play in Carson, and it didn't even occur to me to attempt that yeah. this past weekend. Well, Olympic qualifying does start in March, and then, like you said, World Cup qualifying going to start up later in the year. So, yep, lots, lots coming up for the U.S. men's national team. Maybe they'll get their shit together. All Maybe right, not. Let's, let's end self-servingly. Here. Okay, uh, sixty seconds. What's going on with Chelsea? Oh, well, the biggest news that I think people are most interested in uh, would be Christian Pulisic who was trying to get back from an injury. Remember, Darren, you asked me weeks ago to point to the part of the body where Polisic is hurt, and I pointed to my groin because he has a groin injury. He tried to come back. He re-injured himself, it sounds like, or at least went a little bit too far, so now they're going to go ahead and sideline him even longer. So not great news with Polisic and Chelsea. Okay. Not great. Not great. Uh, if you want to re- know a result, they finished 2-2 against Leicester on the road. Um, they're lucky that they got a point in the game, and I think their their focus is going to be top four hanging on to a top four spot, which I don't know is actually going to be the way it plays out by the end of the year. But they're hanging on for now, and the uh, transfer window is closed. No major moves to talk about. I watched a little FA Cup and Shrewsbury yeah. and Liverpool. I think Jurgen Klopp brought up a great point. Why do we do these replays? Why don't we just play single match, 90 minutes, go to penalties? Like, Shrewsbury, like are they really going to... Take down Liverpool over two legs? Probably not. I, I like that point. I think the Copa del Rey has changed that way in that it's no longer the two legs early on. It's just give the give those smaller clubs a chance. Yeah, like, give them a chance if it's if it's still if you do get the tie in the first a, leg. Yeah, and you need to like why can't you just end it there? Just put it into penalties. I get it. You know what really scares me in the FA Cup because and, you see and that I know Liverpool they only won one nil. And by the way, there was a goal taken off. For Shrewsbury too, so like, I mean, so they I played all their closer. kids. They played all their kids. They didn't play any one of the starters, which right. is only scary because you know who they play next in the FA Cup, Darren. Liverpool plays Chelsea. Oh. You know what's going to happen? Probably Liverpool are going to throw out a bunch of sixteen-year-old kids, and they're probably going to beat Chelsea at Stamford <laughs> Bridge, and I have to deal with that crap from Nate. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Man, we all just got to wear it. We're all just living in this uh, under the Liverpool umbrella it's, right now. Trust me. It's I get Liverpool all, fan, they, all the time. I'm getting worn out like, uh, we broke Barca. We broke Barca. And I'm like, Barca broke Barca. Like we, The loss to Rome was every bit as bad as it was to Liverpool. So like, I know you guys want to take credit for completing the, the chaos at Barca, but there's a lot more there than that. But we all just got to live with it. Just got to deal with all the Liverpool supporters. What are we going to do? I don't know. All right, well, that's the big news with uh, with Chelsea and Barca, I guess. Yeah. I think we got to it all. There was and a lot Barca, of announcements. I mean, I could give you another hour on Barca, what's going on with Messi and the board right now. That's so out of character for Lionel Messi. What did he do? You didn't see this? Well, I mean, just tell people what happened. I mean, he went to social media on Instagram and and just blasted Barcelona's board, their sporting director, who's a former teammate of his, Eric Abadal, like... That's very out of character. And yeah. Barca's next match is against Real Betis this Sunday. We'll see y'all at Serrano's downtown if you want to go. 12 noon kick. That is their current manager's former club, Kiki Setien, 
So you lose this one this weekend. Dembele ruled out for the rest of the year, was rehabbing, tore his hamstring, don't know what to do there. Messi talking about, we'll take responsibility as players. The board needs to take responsibility. Said, you've called out players here, name them, or shut up. And it's like, it's total chaos, if you know how crazy they are for FC Barcelona there in the city of Barcelona. Like It's it's like, it is DEFCON 5. With, is there a chance he leaves Barca? You know, I, I think that that stuff I've gets... I've never even imagined it. He does have the option in his contract to walk away scot-free at the end of this season. Of this season? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's the way his contract is written. Now, he's also on record saying he wants to be Blaugrana for life. Right. So, It'd be really but hard if to this see gets so bad, and he even he went as far as to say also, like, hey, we wanted to sign a, a striker in the off season, like Neymar. <laughs> Hello, Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> I mean, so he's ripping the sporting director, the board, and his teammate. Kind of his teammates took some some collateral damage in this. So it's rough because the sporting director came out and lied and said like, oh, we didn't approach Chavi like. What? I mean, if Chavi's got proof that we offered him the job, he should show it. It's like, dude, like you're attacking out that club legend. Messi standing up for teammates currently and hey. former teammates. Like, it, it's it's draw. There's always drama at Barca, but this is next level drama, even for them. Hmm. Well, that's interesting because Chelsea have a lot of money to spend this summer. So, if, by the way, Messi's also, available. They're also you know three points behind Madrid now too. Yeah. You know, with the trip to Betis, which uh, away form has been just atrocious, so we'll see. Life. I mean, the takeaway is it's Liverpool's world, and we're all just kind of living in it, exactly right? What it is? Maybe I'm... they did break us. <laughs> Maybe they did. What can I say? I mean, you just you know, we just gotta we just gotta suck it, man. <laughs> all right. I'm out of notes. No more, uh, nothing else to promote, I don't think. The kit reveal coming up for SD Loyal. Scarf pickup for the locals, for the supporters group. U.S. men's national team won, but it wasn't that fun. Yeah, that's a wrap. I think that's pretty much everything we need to get to okay, on today's subscribe, podcast. Subscribe, find us, we're everywhere. Leave us good reviews, please. It really, it really helps us out. We appreciate that, and we will see you here, what, uh, sometime over the next uh, week or so.